Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Welcome everybody on this 8th of March, 2016. Incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for our new listeners. Thank you for our regular listeners. We are brought to you by LipoLite Naples, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in Suite Number 6 in good old Naples, Florida. At LipoLite Naples, you'll find the LipoLite lifestyle with diet, exercise, slimming, shaping, and toning. You will find that there is the home of the Cryo Naples Spa. That is the only private nitrogen chamber in Southwest Florida. Uh, So if you have a need for a functional medicine physician, chiropractic care, uh, you want to get back into your skinny jeans or you, uh, you want to get back on a diet program, please visit Dr. Ron at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, Suite Number 6 in Naples, Florida. The phone numbers are area code 239-3315-886 or 239-658-COOL, C-O-O-L, which is 2665. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron is uh, works every day, and uh, we're glad to see you. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone uh, for your listening uh, here, and we are uh, we're experiencing good growth. But to be honest with you, I'd like to make that fifty thousand marks. So I would ask you if you think what you hear here on on the doc time with Dr. Ron is worthwhile. Please let your neighbors know. Please ask them uh, to tune in. They can either tune in live or, as you know, all these shows are archived. So they can tune in at any time at blogtalkradio.com. Search Dr. Ron, and you will get to the archived programs. Topics are going to be snoring, the centrum vitamins, and some natural treatments for heartburn. But we also have Dr. Jerry Smith uh, on the line, uh, returning from his recent trip uh, to Toronto. Dr. Smith is uh, currently practicing in Pennsylvania, and uh, he has been a frequent welcome guest on on time with Dr. Ron and and really well received. So uh, I'll bring him on in a second. I just want you to know that we have a, if you, you want to leave a request for a show topic, you can write Doc Ron Radio. That's D O C R O N R A D I O, Doc Ron Radio at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be glad to consider your suggestions. So, Dr. Smith, I know you're there. If you could bear with me a second, uh, one on candy and one on gum disease. And uh, based on our show last week, we got a good response from our egg show. Uh, 
I hope you all learned a lot about eggs. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, no, candy will not save your brain. I don't want to ruin your candy-coated dreams, but eating chocolate isn't going to turn you into the next Einstein. Well, let's talk about a new study making headlines. And the claim is that chocolate will boost your cognitive powers. So I guess if you believe that, you can uh, go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, stock up on Hershey bars, and you will have a supercharged brain. Well, folks who eat chocolate just once a week supposedly do better on cognitive tests by nearly every single measure. Nibble away at your candy bar, and you can expect to zip through tests of memory and organization, boost your ability to process new information, and remember words like college kids cramming for finals. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not start stocking up on Easter candy just yet because... There's a whole lot more to brain health than gobbling chocolate bunnies. It's true that chocolate contains some nutrients that you that can help protect your brain. The darker chocolate, the more uh, has the more flavonoids, and white chocolate, which is essentially not even chocolate, contains almost no flavonoids. Yet this study managed to conclude that you get the same benefit no matter what kind of chocolate you eat: dark, milk, or white. So that's a that's a chocolate covered you know what let me give you the uh, the story behind the chocolate those flavonoids that i just mentioned can help provide power to your gray matter by boosting the flow of blood to the brain more blood upstairs means your brain soaks up more of the essential oxygen it carries as well as all the nutrients that that blood brings along for the ride That same circulation boosting benefit can also help cut the risk of heart disease and stroke. But let's not kid ourselves. These are the benefits of chocolate. They are not the benefits of chocolate. They are the benefits of the essential flavonoids in what? Cocoa. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, cocoa, real cocoa, is clearly packed with brain-boosting, heart-helping benefits. But only if you get the real deal and some watered-down, sugar-coated candy version is not going to do it. Heck, the sugar in most chocolates will rot your brain. Remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Not protect it. And it will set the stage for other diseases like heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and more. But you can have your cocoa and eat it too. Just not in a cake. Buy 100% pure cocoa powder. Even that mass stuff, uh, mass-produced stuff at the supermarket, that'll do. And start working it into your coffee and smoothies and other meals if there's a place for it. You'll get the benefits of cocoa and none of the risks of sugar. You don't have to be an Einstein to see that's a win for your taste buds as well as your brain. So that is my take on chocolate. Let's welcome Dr. Jerry Smith on the show, and uh, then we'll talk about gum disease because uh, I... <laughs> This is something that just came up in, in my readings about gum disease that uh, can turn deadly in a flash, and we'll get his take on it. Good afternoon, Dr. Smith. Thank you for inviting me, Ron, and it's glad to be back. Well, it's great to have you back. We had uh, I didn't know if you, you know, what your schedule was after your trip to, to uh, Toronto, but maybe if uh, if it's okay, uh, let me just uh, prepare a little something on gum disease, and I'll get your take on it. Is that okay? Sure, no problem. All right, if you're let's, let's, this is going this is going to this is right before dinner. If you're spitting out blood every time you brush your teeth, 
And if their very word floss makes you feel guilty because you haven't even used the stuff since Nixon, it's time to take action, I would say. And this is, I, I prepared this before I knew Dr. Smith would be back today. It's not just the fact that poor gums mean longer and more painful trips to the dentist or having to go in for that dreaded periodontal surgery. It's not even that your swollen and inflamed gums might make you lose your teeth. The serious truth in my research is that gum disease could actually kill you. New research is showing how it can worsen another condition that causes 47,000 deaths a year in the United States alone. And I, I bet you just, ladies and gentlemen, you won't guess what that disease is. I'll tell you what it is. It's kidney disease. Yes, on its own, kidney disease will increase your risk of death by a third over the course of 10 years. But this new study finds that gum disease will make this potentially fatal condition. It, by the way, it's a top 10 killer in the U.S., even deadlier. Because according to the study in the Journal of Clinical Periodontology, Lots of words there. A periodontitis diagnosis increases your 10-year risk of death from chronic kidney disease by a whopping 41%. Well, that is almost the same exact mortality rate as kidney disease combined with a more common accepted risk factor for mortality, namely diabetes. The researchers in this study think it's because those inflamed gums add to the systemic inflammatory burden. And I'll just take a break here from my prepared remarks in that Dr. Smith and I have talked of that chronic inflammation is probably at the basis of a lot of chronic diseases. So here we go again. Those inflamed gums add to the systemic, this is in quotes now, because systemic inflammatory burden, unquote, which means your body is working overtime to fight off disease from all directions and you need your immune response to be firing on all eight cylinders or 12 cylinders, whatever you have there, to fight that kidney disease. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think anyone has ever had, quote, unquote, gum disease listed on their death certificate. But it's already been linked to potentially fatal conditions like heart attacks and stroke and even, even a life-altering condition that we've talked a lot about on Doc Time with Dr. Ron, dementia. So why risk any of that when your gums are somewhat easy to take care of? We'll get Dr. Smith's uh, take on this. I, I feel you need about 10 minutes a day, less than five minutes to floss at least once a day. Ideally, twice would be better. Another couple of minutes to brush after each meal. Um, we could talk about rechargeable toothbrushes and uh, those uh, water flossers known as water picks. But if your kidneys would, could talk, I would say they would thank you for taking care of your gums. So with that, Dr. Smith, what do you think? Well, you're absolutely right. The oral cavity has a, a an inhabitants of a, between four and 500 different bacteria that live in there. So it's basically a toxic waste dump or potentially a toxic waste dump. Some of the other issues that overlay the uh, potential effect on the kidneys is the fact that mercury fillings, the American Dental Association admits that mercury fillings can cause periodontal disease because it's a toxic substance. You also have a galvanic reaction, meaning electrical discharges between the different metals in the mouth, which lowers the resistance of the tissue. The other problem, if you have mercury fillings and it's leaking out, the bacteria become antibiotic resistant 
figure the ones that survive the mercury poisoning, which is the second most toxic substance on the planet, they can handle antibiotics with a breeze. So you have that issue going on. The other big issue is nutritional deficiencies. And the mouth basically mirrors the whole digestive tract all the way out to the, the rectum. So anytime there's bleeding, swollen gums, similar uh, situation is occurring in your intestines. And uh, most dentists, unfortunately, don't connect the dots. But periodontal disease in a high percentage of cases is nutritional deficiencies. Exactly. You know, and and we have talked about that, and we'll talk about that in the future, about the microbiome in the mouth and the microbiome in the intestines and how critical these pre- and probiotics are really uh, for our health or general overall health. And that brings me to something, Dr. Smith, that I know you know a lot about, but I'm going to read something from 1987. 1987, ladies and gentlemen. Wait to hear this. Let me just find my my uh, my spot here. In 1987, the Nature, in an experiment conducted to estimate the rate of leaching, we found that the presence of only one part per million of fluoride boiled in an aluminum vessel liberates nearly 200 parts per million of aluminum in 10 minutes. Well. Oh. And compared to 0.2 parts per million in the absence of fluoride, so 200 versus 0.2, prolonged boiling with fluoride produces a concentration of 600 parts per million, which is reached more quickly the larger the surface-to-volume ratio of the water. Further, it was stated, quote, water consumed in some localities contains 10 parts per million or more fluoride. And we, you've talked about that. So, finally, the bitter, overwhelming truth, according to the professor that wrote this article, is that cooking or prolonged storage in aluminum ware of foods that contain large, large amounts of fluoride, about 500 parts per million in tea and 100 to 700 parts per million in fish, could easily release more than 100 parts per million of aluminum. And why do I bring that up? Well, Dr. Smith just mentioned uh, uh, mercury, but now... We all know that there is aluminum associated with Alzheimer's disease. So now this is from 1987. The conclusion here is now if you have done your scientific reading and research, you know that there is a definite correlation between Alzheimer's disease and ALS, Parkinson's, dementia, and aluminum is always found in the neuronal plaques of the central nervous system. And I can go on and on and on here. But did we learn anything since 1987? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, it's actually worse. I mean, you have the chemtrails that they're spraying, and I just got back from Florida, and I'll tell you, like, I couldn't believe the patterns that were being sprayed over in the Jacksonville area where I was at. And, um, you know, when they process public water, they're using alum, which is aluminum sulfate, to knock out the suspended particles in the public water supply, and they don't even have to tell you that they're using it. You know, you have toothpaste with aluminum oxide as a whitening agent. You have underarm deodorant that has aluminum in it. You're getting hit from all sides. Yeah, and and you know, you think by now we'd have learned at least about aluminum. I mean, we mercury has sort of made it a little bit to the forefront. I think I don't know. You would know more than I. I don't think a lot of dentists uh, want to get mad Hatter's disease, so they they stop using mercury. But uh, aluminum is still around under arm, uh, any perspirants and so forth. Uh, aluminum uh, containers for children's juices. We're 
are not going forward. No wonder we're seeing an explosion of neurological conditions, in my opinion. All right. I don't know, Dr. Smith, if you've seen this about Centrum vitamins. You know, Centrum uh, is the most commonly taken uh, multivitamin. I didn't know that, but I know they they spend a ton of money on advertising, so I'm sure that's the reason for it. And let me read you some interesting facts. Americans have been taking multivitamin and mineral supplements since the 40s, and and we've talked about this. Your vitamins and minerals should be supplements to a good whole diet, but for whatever reason. Millions of Americans continue to search for ways to boost their health, right? And one of the things they're taking is Centrum Vitamins. And multivitamins accounted for 40% of all supplement purchases. And the, the, the number is incredible, $5.7 billion. $5.7 billion. So Centrum Vitamins are the number one selling multivitamin in the country, but not without contention. The enormous vitamin brand is now owned by, you guessed it, Pfizer, the largest pharmaceutical company in the world that deals mainly in manufactured chemicals. Here we come with that chemical connection again. So, the drug well, company just Pfizer... To, yeah, if you just want to convince yourself of the toxic effect, take a centrum, put it on a teaspoon, and hold it over a flame. It'll ter- turn to coal tar. Yep. Well, I'm going to get to that. You're absolutely right. But did you know that uh, Pfizer was sued about over false claims about Centrum Vitamins in 2012 by uh, the Center for Science in the Public Interest, which is a consumer watchdog group? Settled and was forced to pull all claims about breast and colon health, but still clung to others' controversial language. And another concerning issue with the multivitamin market is, the, is in general, is this lack of specificity, specificity regulation, even standards. So the word multivitamin, multis, MVMs, multiples, as they're sometimes called, require no set standards. All right. So when a billion-dollar company places user amounts of money into an ad campaign for vitamins like Pfizer does with Centrum, the ramifications for blindly taking chemically and synthetically enhanced supplements can be very damaging. So let's hear, what does Centrum Vitamins contain? I think I was surprised when I when I investigated this. Uh, we discussed previously how vitamins have some wacky fillers like supplements being made from shower scum. Would you believe some of the same chemicals used to make coal? Here we go. This is what you said. Line tin cans and propelled jets might be found in your multivitamin. Well, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. And Dr. Smith brought this up before I got to my notes. Centrum makes many claims about the benefits from immune boost to metabolism kicks, yet there are many additives used in these mass market pills that can be harmful or downright toxic to your body. At least three preservatives Several color additives, along with various chemicals and additives that are toxic to your health, and even carcinogenic, are found in the ingredients of Centrum. I'm going to name a few, and then we'll, we'll, we'll stop and discuss it. Centrum vitamins ingredient list contain GMO cornstarch, a genetically modified version of corn. It has numerous negative effects on the body and is specifically damaging to the detoxifying organs like the liver and kidneys, as well as the heart, adrenals, and spleen. 
How about calcium carbonate? Well, this is generally found in rocks, shells, even pearls, sometimes used to help increase calcium levels in the body. It has also been linked, though, to strokes and heart disease, especially in the elderly. And there have been studies recently to suggest it's linked to heart issues and myocardial infarction. How about centrum-containing hydrogenated oils? Uh, we won't go there. That's the margarine. How about food dye number six? This toxic food dye is a carcinogen, ladies and gentlemen, and can lead to allergies, tumors, and kidney disease, uh, and a host of other things. It has polyethylene glycol. Polyethylene glycol. This compound is often used in the manufacturing of coal-burning plants, rocket fuel, as well as over-the-counter laxatives. This additive can cause hives and other allergic reactions, kidney damage, and uh, in children, it's even worse. So adult vitamins bad enough. It has all these. Let me just, I'll just make a, I made a list of what's in the children's vitamins. Artificial sweeteners, food dye, blue number two, cupric oxide, zinc oxide, sucrose, and lactose. So in my opinion, they're even worse than the Centrum for Seniors. So um, before we get back to Dr. Smith, uh, I, I, my, my, answer to this is please eat nutrient-dense food like vegetables, herbs, fruits, sprouts, organic grass-fed meat and wild game, free-range poultry, free-range eggs, wild-caught fish, not farm-raised fish. Please try and choose a healthy, organic, real food multivitamin. So any thoughts about that, Dr. Jerry? Yeah, well, basically, Fritz Albert Pop. Uh, German uh, biologists showed that um, these synthetic vitamins are lacking what they call biophotons or packets of energy. And natural food-based vitamins supply the body with biophotons, and that's how the healing process takes place. These uh, chemicals, they may look similar to the original natural molecule, but they also have different configurations so that the body can't utilize it properly. And you're basically, you know, most people say, oh, I get nauseous when I take uh, the, the multiple. Yeah, because they're made from coal tar, and that's what makes you nauseous. If you take a natural vitamin B, for example, from food, uh, you won't get nauseous. Well, I, I agree. And um, based on a conversation Dr. Smith and I had a couple of weeks ago, uh I invited to the show, and I don't know when the hell he'll be on, is a, is a person that I used to know quite well when I would practice in Pennsylvania uh, for, that has a natural product line in, in, in regarding vitamins. Some crazy names, but a natural product line. For this reason, uh, the, the, the synthetics are, are not good for us. Well, you know, that's, uh, we, we covered two of the things I thought we, we, would, we would do. Dr. Smith, how about we cover a little bit about snoring? Sure, no problem. And and, and uh, see, uh, get your take on it. Uh, again, I prepared this show not knowing if he, Dr. Smith would be back from uh, uh, Toronto. And as, as you can tell, I really enjoy having him uh, to uh, counterbalance sometimes my, my crazy opinions. Because, uh, you know, sometimes I can be uh, too one, one-sided on these natural healing remedies. So you know we're not going to go into uh, about you know have you ever been frustrated for your by your partner keeping you up at night and so forth. Storing could be an indication, ladies and gentlemen, 
of sleep apnea, which is potentially life-threatening, and that should receive medical attention. Sleep apnea is typically caused by a breathing obstruction, which awakens the sleeper, at which point the person begins breathing again. Normal snoring usually does not affect the quality of sleep as much as sleep apnea. So if you suffer from extreme fatigue, sleep, sleep, sleepiness, and exhaustion during the day, your problem may be more than just snoring. And, and I would advise you, you go ahead and get checked out by a physician and a sleep center. As mentioned, snoring can cause insomnia, uh, a big problem for many, with 48% of Americans reporting occasional insomnia and 22% reporting consistent insomnia. So how do you stop this nasally sleep-disruptive sound? It's necessary to identify exactly how and why you are snoring if you want to know how to stop. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, if you can get to the cause, you can get to the cure. So once you do that, believe it or not, there are solutions to help eliminate snoring so everyone can get the, some much-needed rest instead of always being tired. So what is snoring? Snoring is due to a lack of freely moving air through the nose and throat during sleep. So when this happens, the surrounding tissues vibrate, which produces that annoying, snor annoying snoring sound. So people who snore often probably have more throat and nasal tissue or floppy tissue, as it's called, uh, also known as the uvula, that's prone to vibrate more than others. Not only that, but the position of your tongue can also get in the way of smooth breathing. So snoring also occurs when the throat muscles are relaxed. During sleep, the tongue falls backward toward the throat, and the walls of the throat may vibrate, which causes those snoring sounds you long to get out of the bedroom. So we all need a good night's sleep, no, no question there, including the non-snoring partner. If you can't sleep due to snoring, it can lead to some serious health problems, you know, yet such as weight gain. Depression, brain damage, hormonal issues, risk of heart disease, stroke, increased blood pressure, and increased risk of diabetes and accelerating exhilarating aging. And I didn't even go through the whole list. So how do you stop snoring? Well, I'm going to go through a few of them, and one of them here is for Dr. Smith. Side sleeping. If your snoring problem is minor, that might do the trick. The biggest difficulty may be become how to keep you on your side. So using a body pillow, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. But side sleeping could, could possibly, if you're a minor snorer, help it. An old remedy uh, that, I, that I found out about that could be useful is to tape a tennis ball to the back of your pajamas so you don't roll on your back. Eh, it might work. It's worth a try. There's some herbs uh, like peppermint oil and golden seal. If your snoring occurs because of nasal or chest congestion, poor Pure peppermint oil can relieve the congestion. It's been shown to be a great essential oil for sore throat relief. And golden seal is another supplement that you can use to help relieve congestion in your chest and nasal passages. You'll do some research on it, uh, but golden seal uh, is out there. Spearmint and fenugreek. Digestion plays a big role in our sleep patterns and can cause snoring. Fenugreek is, and spearmint are amazing herbs that can cure snoring for digestive issues, and particularly caused by indigestion, an acid problem. And we'll talk more about her heartburn later. These herbs can help rid your body of this acid and decrease your chances of snoring. Vitamin C. 
The sinuses can obstruct airways, causing the mouth to open and the uvula, the fleshy thing that's hanging down the back of your throat, that, uh, to vibrate and create that annoying snore. Vitamin C may help prevent this because we know it helps promote a healthy immune system. That healthy immune system can clear the sinuses. So papaya, pineapple, which contains sinus-fighting bromelain, broccoli, red bell peppers, to name a few, are the best vitamin C foods, in my opinion. Other herbs, eucalyptus, oil, peppermint. Uh, I'm going to save number. And, and then number six, I put down here, oral appliance. You might want to talk to your dentist. Okay, the American Dental Association, uh, and Dr. Smith will confirm or not, uh, reports that devices worn only during sleep may be an effective treatment option uh, for snoring, an oral appliance, you know, like a, I guess like a, the sports people wear. So I, I'll, I'll quit there. So And then we'll just talk about the different kinds of snores, but we'll get Dr. Smith's opinion about snoring and dental appliances. Well, I think there's definitely a, you know, a benefit by using a, an oral appliance that helps keep the airway. But let's, you know, there's an old um, Mayan philosophy. It's called Pancha B. Get to the, the root cause of the problem, the truth. And and I think the underlying common denominator of all these things that you've been discussing is chronic inflammation. And one of the key factors is not only periodontal disease, you know, creating this chronic inflammation, but underactive thyroids. And I, I think it's a sleeper in society because of all the chlorine in the water, the bromine in the bleach products, the fluoride in the toothpaste, the water, the hydrogenated fats, uh, the chemicals. The thyroid is getting hit. Um, vaccines also weaken the thyroid. And when you have a weak thyroid, you have weak muscle tone, smooth muscle tone. And that causes the airway to collapse. Chronic inflammation, swelling, the poor diet, the intestines are swollen, the throat's swollen. It's all part of the same alimentary canal. So, you know, and then there's cranial distortions. Like I had a patient that uh, flew in from... Um, Wisconsin, and what was interesting, I adjusted his cranium, and for six weeks, his snoring totally disappeared. Um, so there's many different causes for snoring, you know, some of which could be uh, being overweight, and that excess weight narrows the, the throat area. You can have, you know, uh, severe malocclusions where you have a narrow arch, and that, you know, has a tendency of closing the airway. If you've lost posterior teeth and your your bite's overclosed, that causes forward head posture and narrowing of your airway. So there's multifactorial, you know, root causes. You know, treating it with herbs and, you know, appliances and, uh, you know, CPAP, to me, that's treating symptoms. You want to look at root causes. Well, that, that, that's good advice, and I just learned something about the thyroid. And I, as Dr. Smith knows, I have been following Dr. Broder Barnes ever since I can remember, since I uh, since I knew President Eisenhower. And uh, that, I didn't I didn't realize about thyroid and snoring though, but that makes perfect sense. It makes sure you got sense. chronic inflammation and and muscle weakness, so the airway can't stay open. Well, and, 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 and I am the, a proponent of the unsuspected diagnosis of hypothyroidism. Uh, probably uh, we'll, have, we'll talk about that another time, even as it relates to cholesterol and, and all these uh, halogens in our diet. 
Incredible. That's a, that, that's a great tip, ladies and gentlemen. So in addition to getting your weight under control and uh, 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 get your thyroid checked, that, that, that's a, that well, is a, yeah, that, another, that's worth it. Yeah, another sleeper, you know, the omega-6 fatty acids in cottonseed oil, corn oil, you know, that creates inflammation in the body. And our diets are just so out of, uh, you know, ratio of the omega-3s and 9s to 6s that, you know, you look at all your snack foods, there are omega-6 fats in there, the canola oil, you know, they're just toxic. So right. the diet is a major factor for chronic inflammation, pendant of these other issues. Excellent. excellent. That's an excellent uh, point that you're making, really excellent point. And, so, and we always say you got to get to the cause to get to the cure. And, you know, they're all type, different types of snorers, side snorers and so forth, the wide open snorers, back snorers, and some people that can snore no matter what. But in addition to getting your weight under control, uh, watching your caffeine and your alcohol, uh, get yourself in some physical condition, if none of that helps, you you know, and even if it does help, you, it might be worthwhile if you're a snorer to get your thyroid checked. That, that's a, that is a great point. Absolutely well, you know, you point. don't even you don't even have to do any expensive blood tests. If you just do your armpit temperature first thing in the morning, um, you, you put the thermometer under your armpit for 10 minutes. Or if you have an infrared thermometer, you can take the reading off your forehead and subtract one degree from that. That'll give you the equivalent of armpit temperature. And if it's consistently below 97.8 Fahrenheit, um, your thyroid's not working. And I don't care what the blood tests show because. The blood test will show what's floating around in the blood, but it does not tell you if the hormones are in the cell. If they're not in the cell, then your temperature is going to be low. And that's what Broder Barnes did over 20 years of wonderful research to prove this concept. Right, and, and that is so true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a pearl for the day. Uh, easy way to check your thyroid. And before we get to heartburn, I... I want to give you a little tease about next week's show because I was going to talk about fats and Dr. Smith had brought up about all the uh, fats that were that are synthetic fats. And I, about a year ago, I told you about how Ansel Keys, a PhD, led us down the primrose path with lies. Um, here's a two-minute audio clip, and we'll talk more about this next week. If you could pack all of human history into one year, we've only been farming and eating grain since about yesterday, which is when we became shorter and fatter. We only started consuming processed vegetable oils about 10 minutes ago, which is when heart disease became our number one killer. So after examining all this human history, the experts came to the obvious conclusion. We need to eat a lot more of these. And so they convinced us that human health depends on foods we didn't eat for more than 99% of our entire existence. How did this happen? In the 1950s, a biochemist named Ansel Keys published a study that compared heart disease and fat consumption in a half dozen countries. The more fat, the more heart disease. The trend line was unmistakable. Just one little problem. Keys left out countries where people eat a lot of fat but have very little heart disease, like Holland and Norway. He also left out countries where people don't eat much fat but do have a lot of heart disease, like Chile. In fact, Keys had reliable data from 22 countries, and the results were all over the place. But you can't make a big splash in the scientific community with a trend line that looks like this. So Keys did what... 
Okay, that's your tease for next week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about fats next week because uh, we were sold a bill of goods uh, for 50 years and we have been getting fat, cancer, and heart disease because of it. But at that, every time I listen to that clip, I, I get it. I, I I don't know. I get a funny feeling that, that we really, you know, uh, our bodies have an expiration date, ladies and gentlemen, but the truth does not, and the truth does come up. Well, Jerry, uh, we've talked about snoring. we talked about centrum. Uh, how about heartburn? What do you, well, heartburn if, have if you any... take centrum, it'll give you heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All that coal in there, those coal dyes. <laughs> let, me, let me just talk a little bit because we did talk about PPIs a couple of weeks ago and their, their, their association with dementia, osteoporosis, and how, uh, you know, why would you take medical advice from Larry the Cable Guy, of all things, and uh, ruin your health and get low B12 levels? And and as I told you, they're known as the Nexium is a purple crack because of the trampoline effect. You, hard, you just can't get off them. It's very, very difficult. You have to have a very good understanding natural physician to get you off of these. So heartburn is referred to acid reflux, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Maybe you've heard this term GERD. That is heartburn, gastroesophageal reflux disease. And, you know, you know that you get a burning sensation behind your breastbone. Sometimes it goes up to your throat. And sometimes it can be mistaken, as you know, for a heart attack. All right. So it's very painful. Uh, it occurs when the esophageal muscle relaxes, relax inappropriately, and they, they they're the lower. They, you know, when you swallow, the your food goes from your mouth down your esophagus into your stomach, and there's a one-way valve between the esophagus and the stomach. That's called the lower esophageal sphincter. Sometimes that relaxes inappropriately, allowing acid from your stomach to flow backwards into your esophagus. So conventional rationale states that this is caused by excessive amounts of acid in your stomach. That's actually an extremely rare situation, uh, typically occurring only uh, with other rare conditions known as the Zollinger-Ellison syndrome. So I'm going to tell you a couple things, and then we'll get Dr. Smith's uh, practical and, and uh, uh, Hippocratic uh, take on this. Believe it or not, insufficient amounts of stomach acid is probably one of the causes because you just don't you just do not digest your food properly. So too much pressure builds up in your stomach. So one simple strategy to address this deficiency is to swap swap out processed table salt for unprocessed version like the Himalayan or the Dead Sea salt. By consuming enough of the raw material, you will encourage your body to make Sufficient amounts of hydrochloric acid. And research has also shown that sauerkraut or cabbage juice is among the strongest stimulants for your body to produce stomach acid. It also will provide you with valuable bacteria to help balance and nourish your gut. So have a few teaspoons of fermented cabbage juice from sauerkraut before your meal. That'll do wonders for your digestion. Fresh raw cabbage juice can also be useful to heal resistant ulcers. Uh, if you have a hiatal hernia, you know, physical therapy, sleep with the head of your, your uh, bed elevated. Maybe a chiropractor could help you. And food allergies can also be contributing factors to acid reflux. 
And the common culprits there would be caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine. Uh, so, you know, raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar is another option to to take after a meal. And another option is betaine hydrochloride, okay? So just a few things. Uh, we, we talk about uh, all the problems, but uh, we don't sometimes talk about how you can heal it naturally. I have had good research in, in my practice when I was working uh, using glutamine, that there was there was research published that found that gastrointestinal damage H pylori can be addressed with the amino acid glutamine. That's found in many foods, including beef, chicken, fish, eggs, dairy products, some fruits and vegetables. There's a product out there called Intestamax that has glutamine in it. I, I found it be be very uh, effective. Believe it or not, melatonin. You know, melatonin. Uh, a lot of people take that to help them sleep at night. But it has an inhibitory activity on nitric oxide biosynthesis, which plays an important role in that uh, lower esophageal sphincter area. So that's that's all I got. Uh, we we talked about the proton pump inhibitors, but you know they, you, you, there are other things you can do. And the one thing I did not mention, I mentioned two weeks ago, is lose weight. Lose weight and sleep with the head of your bed elevated, and try some of the. Uh, natural products that I just mentioned. Chew your food well, ladies and gentlemen. Chew your food well. Very, very important. Well, we got, we did, uh, we covered the, the, the topics today. Jerry, how about you bring us up to date? Uh, how well, was your Yeah, I think a key, um, yeah, key missing component, though, in, in the heartburn uh, equation is a lack of the natural B vitamins. Uh, the key is that the B vitamins help you to, uh, you know, digest your fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And when you don't have these nutrients, the you get the organic acids being formed from uh, putrefaction. And uh, not only does it give you heartburn, but it'll give you bad breath too. Did you were you a, or are you a proponent of optimizing? Uh, in other words, eating certain foods at certain times. In other words, eating your starches first, uh, which are digested more rapidly than the fats, and put the fats in last. Uh, are you? Do, 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 yeah, you, do you talk about that? Well, the thing is, I recommend that people stay away from fruits and protein simultaneously because they take different environments to digest. You know your uh, Protein needs the hydrochloric acid, and uh, your, your sugars need the alkali. So, uh, and that also hampers digestion. I mean, also if you're drinking alcohol, for example, that retards the liver, and you know reduces the digestion of protein. So again, you're getting putrefaction, organic acids, and and bloating. Wow. Yeah, I I, I often tell people, you know, you. you if you have the fats and proteins first, which take a lot longer to digest, and then you eat some sugary, like even fruit, the, that fruit is broken down to carbon, with to carbon dioxide, and that can cause bloating and, and impaired digestion and assimilation. And it's not only what you digest, it's what you, what you assimilate that is really critical to your health. So uh, I... I, I haven't thought about that in a few years, but I mean that's something that I did uh, pretty routinely. Well, here's something: a few factoids. Your shoes are the first thing people subconsciously notice 
about you. So, ladies and gentlemen, wear some nice shoes. A scientific fact, if you sit for more than 11 hours a day, there's a 50% chance you'll die within the next three years. There are at least six people in the world who look exactly like you. There's a 9% chance you'll meet one of them in your lifetime. A person's height is determined by their father, and their weight is determined by their mother. If if any part of your body falls asleep, you can almost always wake it up by what? Shaking your head. There are three things the human brain cannot resist. Food, attractive people, and danger. Here's one. This is true, Jerry. Right-handed people tend to chew food on their right side. I haven't heard that one, but um, <laughs> I have to look at some of them in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, if you, but how about it? And, and do, do right-handed people wear out the right side of their teeth? I don't uh, know. I don't know either. Well, most according, people are right-handed anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right. According to Albert Einstein, if honeybees were to disappear from the earth, humans would be dead within four years. Wow. Yeah, that's Well, when you watch these uh, documentaries, when the pesticides and how it's killing the honeybees, uh, it's going to be a, a quick demise if they don't go well, back that, to natural farming. That's why I brought it up for one of the things, these factoids I wanted just, just, to, just to talk about today. People who laugh a lot are healthier than those who don't. And boy, do we see that in practice. Uh, it's, and, and, but, you know, obviously there, there are reasons why people don't laugh, but... Uh, if you can laugh and don't take yourself so serious, you're better for your longevity. But how about this? Laziness and inactivity kills just as many people as smoking. How about that? Our body gives enough heat in 30 minutes to boil 1.5 liters of water. Amazing organism, our body. So... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me see what we, what we have here. Uh, see who's on the on the line here, and see if anybody has any questions for myself or Doctor Smith. Five six one. Do you have any questions for the radio show? Okay. I guess everybody wants to be quiet. We have a board full of people, but uh, they they don't get questions. Well, you know, another interesting well, thing with the heartburn issue is, of course, the liver gallbladder um, situation. When you don't get enough good quality fats and, and the B vitamins, um, the the bile becomes very thick. So when it sludges through the gallbladder, you get that tenderness, that belching, the burping soon after a meal, and you can get pressure in your chest, pain between your shoulder blades, and ultimately, you're going to get cholesterol stones precipitate out when the the bile becomes thick like sour cream. Wow. And the bottom line is they cut out the gallbladder, but it's really a liver problem. And, and huh. unfortunately, the, the medics don't realize that the gallbladder is very critical in the reabsorbing sodium back into the body. Interesting. All right. I have a – how about boric acid, Jer? Do you ever use that in your practice? Uh, for what? If I, it ain't flush it or not. Oh. Um, no, I haven't, but, uh, well, you know, 
anything that works, you know, is my philosophy, and it, if it doesn't hurt the body. Well, you know, boric acid is derived from boron, and it really is an antifungal cure of sorts. I've just been finding this out. I just happened to be researching it. Uh, boric acid is the key ingredient in a variety of uh, affordable home remedies for some of the most common fungal infections. I know you got the blue toe uh, syndrome over there, but including athlete's feet and vaginal yeast infections. So, you know, uh, I, they say put in your eye. I wouldn't do an eye wash with it, but uh, boric acid. You believe that? Yeah, it's also good for cockroaches. Yeah, it's a natural they take it back control. to their nest. There, there's a called roach puff, a commercial product that you sprinkle around, and they, they take that stuff back to their nest, and it kills the all the other inhabitants there. Exactly. It's it's awesome. It's less toxic to humans and pests than uh, you know regular pesticides, which have been linked to a lot of conditions, which you know. Uh, but let, you know, I made a list of benefits of boric acid. I'll just go through here. Yeast infections. Number two, I put down here, just like Dr. Smith said, a roach killer. Uh, they sometimes it says that they just can they have to walk through it, and that's all they need, and they take it back, and the roaches die. Some people say it's good for acne, athlete's feet. Boric acid can be used around the house as a cleanser, deodorizer, a stain remover, toilet bowl cleaner. And, uh, you know, boric acid can be found in a lot of ingredients. Ant antiseptics, enamels and glazes, glass fiber manufacturing, medicated power powders, skin lotions, some paints. Rodent and pesticides, like we talked about. It's even in photography chemicals and pow and powders to kill roaches, and believe it or not, some eyewash products. So uh, there's all ways to use it. I'm not recommending anybody to use it from the as as a medical treatment. Just you know, you can look it up and make up your own mind. But uh, when used properly and safely, boric acid. Uh, according to studies, can serve as an effective treatment for various infections and inflammatory uh, pro problems. Well, you know, one one of the, pro the subjects that Dr. Smith brings up is chronic inflammation. And uh, as I have told you from day one, three years ago, when we started Rejuvenations Health Radio, uh, <clears throat> we started out talking about obesity, and it's, it's linked to dementia, and because uh, when you're obese, you, you have this chronic inflammation going on. So uh, we will visit uh, inflammatory conditions and we will visit uh, the, uh, a high-fat diet because we were sold a bill of goods, ladies and gentlemen, uh, about yeah, saturated fats. Yeah, yeah, the Eskimos are eating raw blubber and they don't have heart disease. Exactly, and we just told her, and no, nobody told told us about the different kinds of LDL. There's fluffy. There's there's different things that you have to know when you when your doctor tells you uh, about your blood test. A new American, a, a American Heart Association study claims eating right, quote, quote unquote, right fats could save a million lives a year, but they're even behind the curve because they take so much money from the pharmaceutical companies. So I would just like to leave you on the, with the minutes we have left, left here with Dr. Smith that the assumption that eating a diet high in saturated fats leads to heart disease, ladies and gentlemen, that's simply wrong because they are actually necessary to promote health and prevent disease. 
So we'll talk about saturated fats, monosaturated fats, and polyunsaturated fat uh, at our next program. But a saturated fat means that all the carbon atoms have maxed out their hydrogen. Uh, As a result, there are no double bonds that are perishable to oxidation or therefore cannot go rancid. Fats in foods contain a mixture of fats, both in foods of animal origin and a large proportion of the fatty acids are saturated. So we have to talk about fats because uh, when I was a member of the American Academy of of, uh, Natural Medicine, uh, we had a a seminar in the 70s that that talked about oxidizing fat. In other words, uh, the best way to eat an egg would be raw, neck, sunny side up, but the more you cook it and finally you get to scrambled, that's when you make that fat rancid. That's the worst way to have it. So oxidation of fat. So we, 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 we'll have to talk about that, and uh, we'll get Dr. Smith's opinion on that as uh, since he's, he's in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. He's treating people. Any new and exciting stories uh, from your practice, Dr. Smith? Yeah, I just had an interesting patient in today who, when he came to me uh, two months ago, had like four medications for blood pressure, and um, we put him on an Ayurvedic herb called Muktavata, and in three days, his blood pressure went stable. Wow. And and how did you arrive at that? Was that through a cyber scan or kinesiology or? Yeah, basically, uh, it um, an osteopath had shared that information with me many years ago, and I've used it on a number of patients, and uh, it works wonders. It a, has a calming effect. Uh, and the other important thing, too, is uh, with blood pressure, if your autonomic nervous system is out of balance, like your sympathetics, which is equivalent to your gas pedal, that causes vasoconstriction or narrowing of your blood vessels, which elevate your blood pressure. So standard process, uh, you know, you were going to invite Ben Wickton on. I think they're one of the only companies in the world that divides their B vitamins into two fractions. Their cataplex G stimulates parasympathetic activity, which will help dilate blood vessels, bring the blood pressure down, help you to digest your fats properly. Uh, And their B vitamins, their cataplex B, which is like thiamine, uh, you know, basic and folic acid help uh, stimulate the gas pedal. So, you know, if you have blood pressure, you you want to tweak the autonomic nervous system with the appropriate nutrients like magnesium and organic minerals and the cataplex G, and you can help with your blood pressure and digestion uh, adequately. Well, that makes sense. And, and we're going to go back and talk about, you know, uh, what is a vitamin, you know, and, and, uh, According to Dr. Royal Lee, who uh, a lot of you may or may not heard of, it's a, he says it's a complex of biological, quote, wheels within wheels, unquote, consisting of enzymes, coenzymes, antioxidants, and tra- trace mineral activators. So, you know, so it's it's not the ascorbic acid we're getting from China. It, it is the na- everything in the plant, everything that is that nature put there to make that vitamin C effective. And um, I, I remember that cataplex C was like 10 milligrams or five milligrams of vitamin C. So my patient would say, well, geez, my neighbor's taking 5,000, uh, but they're just taking the, synthetic. the chemical. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. Exactly. It's synthetic. 
And, uh, you know, like uh, Standard Process has a Cataplex E made from green peas. It's two international units of vitamin E, but it's equivalent to 1,100 international units of fractionated vitamin E. So it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And, and the whole food is much more physiologic. Exactly. And you know what? Again, I have all my literature from when I was in practice. I have an article here from 1941, Science. High potency is a much abused term. Test animals on high potency and rich diet and vitamins do not live as long as those on the same low vitamin diet without the enrichment. So, you know, we really have to get back to basics in our food. We have to eat more naturally, uh, get rid of the the, uh, genetically modified organisms. Uh, there are some states now, ladies and gentlemen, where your right to know is being uh, compromised. So you, you should be looking at what's going on in your uh, legislatures because Monsanto and the other giants do not want to label food that's genetically modified. So please be uh, aware of that if that's happening in your state. They're trying to get it passed. Well, the other thing, too, that the glyphosate, the Roundup, that's uh, embedded into the corn and the soy, that's one of the biggest reasons why the people are getting so fat today. Um, it sets up chronic inflammation in the gut, and it's also linked to autism. And uh, there was a physician who, uh, you know, if you want to watch um, an interesting video on YouTube, uh, it's basically it's called Wheat Belly. And it was done by a cardiologist. It's it's unbelievably informative how many disease processes are directly related to the gluten and uh, you know all these chemical contaminants. So, you know, if you're looking for health, you got to get back to basics: clean food, clean air, clean water. Exactly. Exercise and a positive attitude. Well, Jerry, it's, an hour has flown by thanks to your appearance, and uh, Dr. Smith is always welcome here. I hope he can come back and give us his words of wisdom. Uh, it's really fun having him on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, please, we'd like to reach that 50,000 listener mark. If you know someone uh, that might be interested in hearing what you heard today, uh, have them tune in next week or, you know, if Come back and listen to us uh, at blogtalkradio.com. Just put in Dr. Ron. All our shows are archived. I uh, appreciate Dr. Smith taking the time out from his busy schedule to be on today. And uh, you'll hear more of him and his common sense and practical approach to uh, what's going on in the world. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. So with a because of uh, attitude of gratitude, I know that gratitude improves our quality of life. It is an antidote for negative emotions like depression, anxiety, and anger. And remember, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. With that, ladies and gentlemen, with a thanks to Dr. Jerry Smith. Uh, Jerry, what is it? ICDN.com? No, ICNR.com. I'm sorry, ICNR.com. ICNR. Yep, correct. Yeah, we have a lot of good I- articles on there and information. Yeah, and you, ICNR.com. Check check that out. And uh, do you have the toothpaste, your your, your personal uh, toothpaste? Yeah, I formulated it. And, yeah, it's, we get a lot of positive comments. We get people that fly in from overseas, and they always take, you know, three, four uh, back, you know, because their friends and their relatives, they, they like it a lot. It, it really does what it's supposed to do is, cleanse your mouth without the toxic chemicals and unfortunately 
Most of the toothpaste today have antifreeze in it, the ethylene glycol, the titanium dioxide, metals, uh, oven off, sodium hydroxide. It's 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 nuts what what they're doing today. Yeah. So, dear dear friends and listeners, uh, icnr.com, icnr.com, Dr. Jerry Smith. Take a look at that site if you're looking for a non-fluoride good toothpaste. uh, I I can recommend that. So we will see you next week. We're going to be talking about fats for sure and uh, everything natural. We'll talk about Dr. Ansel Keys. Uh, We'll talk about how to eat naturally. And again, I thank you. Uh, God bless. Have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Have a good, positive attitude. And Dr. Smith, again, I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule today. Well, you're welcome, Ron. Enjoy the okay. day. See you all. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.